1: Gather round
0: it Hi, welcome to a completely <laughs> unnecessary party <laughs> for Tuesday. April seventh, two thousand twenty, alongside behooded Ian Ferguson. Howdy! I am almost behooded Pat Contry. We're we're sweatshirted at least, sweatshirted on the show today. We'll be talking about we're talking about GameStop getting into more public health crisis shenanigans. Uh, someone suing Atari over the VCS plus a bonus Atari casino segment. Uh, some drama going on with Cooking Mama uh, and and some some discussions having to do with the public health crisis and retro gaming as well ian how how was your weekend what did you end up doing did you, did you cook any more yummy food you didn't bring to pat um probably okay
1: probably but i've lost i've lost track of everything that i've been cooking um what what, what is my weekend uh consistent of because that's what the time between podcasts just feels like now just one long weekend and then we come back and well, we'll do the podcast you're putting
0: in a little bit of work at, at, oh yeah you know? yeah yeah, but still, it it's chills. like one long week. Feel, yeah, it's, it's. Hey, this is our chance. I said to you, we can do it. What if we did a, a daily podcast? Oh my god! And <laughs> we streamed it, like like kind of funny. We could grow an audience. We could. What? Why? Why not try it now, if not ever before, <clears throat> and talk about whatever? Would you guys want to see that? I mean, need just shoot the shit an hour a day. It's not just gaming though. It's we can get, you do that dirty P word politics. Right? Be anything. Lots of lot, anything. lots of the dirty P word going on right now. Entertainment. What we what we watch on Netflix.
1: Sports. I'm... Entertainment. Pat and I could maybe fight each other in a staged manner. Not in this room.
0: There's too much good stuff around here. Um, <laughs> I want so to what? Damage a, my box Sega Nomad above you.
1: What have I been doing? I uh, played more Animal Crossing. Okay. I've been playing comforting in this time. Yes, it, it really is um i've been playing a lot of pc engine um our friend ryan from um castlemania sent me a uh, one for you too but i don't know if you use it um a, a scart to hdmi converter oh nice yeah so um that was nice it's the uh, retro tink to retro right Scart Tink Retro Tink 2x Scart Edition is what it is. Okay, and, uh, and that so was gi- do- not, not not what I'm talking about. That was given to me. Is uh, that was given to me, so I should mention that. Um, I wasn't like not for a review. Um, so basically, it's it's easy. Basically, I just um, put the Scart in one end and then the HDMI out the other end, and it's a it's a line doubler. Um, so there's no. It's not. And I'm very bad at this stuff, but this is my understanding. There's no. Unlike a Frame Meister, which presents a, a gorgeous picture mm-hmm. um there is a little bit of uh delay with a frame because okay. there's it's it, it, it's it's converting the image i guess it's it's upscaling it with a line doubler it, there is no how would i say it it's not holding anything it's doing it it's doing it live so it okay. eliminates all input but so i need a scart cable for each system <sighs> you would need a scart cable yeah a normal retro 2x doesn't use a scart cable okay you have one of those I have one of what a retro tank two X.
0: Where, where did you give that to me?
1: No, you have it. You got it from Ryan uh, when we were in uh, Portland.
0: I gotta find that. I have no idea yeah. where that is now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyways, <Ryan. laughs> anyways, yeah. are you sure about that? You yes. didn't take that for me. I'm positive. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I got to find that. I, I don't know <laughs> where have, that is. You
1: have one. I remember that going
0: down. Uh, anyway. Show so me what the
1: box looks like. There, the box there's no like. box. It's a board.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes, I have it. I've, yeah. I've seen it. I don't know where it's been. It's a back. very
1: tiny board. Was it in like, it was wrapped in like bubble wrap or yes. something? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it came with a little case for you to make on your own. Yes. Yes. I I I apologize, Ryan. I will find
0: that. I don't know why that slipped my mind that I this got this one
1: that, was this one's just for for Scarp. So it's for like it's specifically for how I have my PC Engine modified. so okay, it's, so it's it different.
0: W- that wouldn't work for me there, No, it, SCART. it wouldn't. Okay. So anyway, sorry, sorry, Ryan. Anyway, I, I do have it somewhere. I don't want to look because I almost bought one. That's right. I almost bought one at one point. So I don't want to look a like gift retro Tink in the mouth. Is that a topic by the way? We were, we were supposed to add. You were supposed to add about something. Oh yeah, we can talk about it now.
1: Basically, about how is it a full topic? I don't I. I I don't understand we're going to need to do a little bit more research I don't understand enough about this stuff but I want to it's something that we would be talking about like in a week or so is it, it brewing? It's a, it's a topic is it's, it brewing? It's, it's a brewing topic so we don't want to mention it right now what it is? no just make sure that you're buying your stuff like your retro tanks and whatnot, um, from official sources from, from retailers that are not um, that are paying inappropriately funding the people who make these projects sure that's what I would say support the real deal uh, don't go out and look for products called, like, Retro Scaler 2X that use the exact same uh, marketing copy on the box as the Retro Tink. Oh, right yeah. down to the word Retro Tink.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. but so there's, uh, so there's basically knockoffs.
1: Yeah, there's there's basically knockoffs of these things going on out there. Some things are open source, and obviously that's fine. Um, there are people who, you know, pay, uh, who, who sell things made from open source uh Information and those mm-hmm. people get paid, or it, it's 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 okay to sell that. But then there's stuff like say the RetroTink 2x that, um, you know, that's not an open source project. Sure, that was I believe his name's Mike Chi. That was his like that's his baby. That's his project. And then to have something like that, you know, kind of basically. Copied and you know uh, blown open in uh, a place like China, well, so
0: people can you know make cheap knockoffs of it. Well, that's the risk of doing business with some of these Chinese factories. Sure. They don't they don't secure the, the IP. But Ian, that's your homework if you want to bring that as a topic to the whole <clears throat> topic to the podcast. Yeah, you know. I just need. I wish I understood more about the actual uh, wording
1: and terminology, so I have to be careful not to sound like an idiot. But yeah, buy
0: legitimate stuff from good dealers. Speaking of buying legitimate stuff from good dealers, we got a limited. Yeah, T-shirt at UltimateNintendo.com Buy a limited store. T-shirt from us. Oh, the, the T-shirt's not limited yet. I want to be limited. I want it to be bought. In, <laughs> it's legit. Or, or the enamel pins, which we're... Those are, those are real, too. <laughs> those we're, are not bootleg. We're inching closer to the end of the podcast because we are closing in halfway going through the pins. We're we're crawling towards that. Once those pins are sold, we're done. So we're done. We're, we're going to have to change the name of the podcast or just close up shop or Ian gets fired. One Hurry of those it up. So, um... So we got those, and we got a certain certain guidebooks, and we got the not for resale documentary, which is doing all right. It's doing all right on on Amazon as well. I
1: forgot to go where I was going with that whole topic, though. Sorry. I'm playing Devil's Crush like you wouldn't believe. Okay, Ian, that's my that's I'm going to beat. That relates to the retro tank knockoff. Well, yeah, because I was I was the whole thing was I had set it up using the retro tank.
0: And I, and I just I just swept your legs out and, and I, we just kept chilling.
1: going we just kept going yeah uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to beat that, that's like my you know that's my one big goal during this uh, certain health crisis is to quote unquote beat devil's crush something I've never done before but I've always been within the
0: grasp of the reach of by the way real quick cheaper shipping to Canada and Europe on the books Check it out. Sorry, go on. We are just fucking dropping the non-sequiturs. Yeah, we're just... <laughs> well, it's important because you know, I got harassed by people for years about the book shipping prices. Now it's figured out. And so if you're in Norway or you're in, you know, Ireland, you can... Canada, it's like... It's a lot cheaper to ship it. Sorry, go on. Devil's Crush. Yeah, anyways. So it's a good game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you brought up 12 times on the podcast <laughs> in the past seven years. <laughs> All right, least. anyways. That's like, that's like you're Danny Sullivan. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania happened this past weekend. It did, and that's that. We'd be, we'd be remiss to not talk about WrestleMania because I believe we talked about every WrestleMania we've done during the podcast, We've and sometimes for like 45 minutes. Some We have the hardcore audience that loves our wrestling talk, that hardcore like 15%, the rest hate it. Well, here's, here's what I'm going to say for the
1: people who hate our wrestling talk. This is literally all I have to say about WrestleMania. I did not watch it. I imagine it must have been weird to watch some of those matches with no audience. Uh, I heard that the uh, Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match, which were both the, like, I believe the heavily, heavily, like, yeah, produced, produced matches. produced, scripted m- matches. matches.
0: Um, like I, yeah. I heard those were actually both fairly fun. You had NWO John Cena come out during one of the... Like, he literally was, like, Hollywood John Cena. So they rocked that. So, like, they... So they were creative and a yeah, couple of I, I heard about I don't know what a Firefly funhouse is or what, what it means. It just means it's wacky and it's not real. Oh, okay, got it. Because Bray Wyatt's character they changed into being like this like kids um, show host who it into the fiend, which is the right. evil master okay. version. Gotcha. But he screws with everyone and does like productions with puppets and there was a there's a Vin Man puppet with that even said it's good shit. Like they had they played, oh, really? put that in that. Here's the point. Is that it's a shame that these people performed in front of no audience because, especially guys like Drew McIntyre, who worked so hard to get back to WWE, and and is you know he wins the titles, but on a great run since he's come back the past couple of years and do it in front of an empty, yeah, you know, empty. I, I've, I, it probably still means something, but it doesn't mean the same thing not in front of an audience. So Vince didn't want to postpone it. I understand that because who knows in a few months if he can do it. I would have tried to postpone it personally because, you know, I, it doesn't matter as much you know and I had no interest in watching these matches in front of like a dark you know
1: I don't know that I would have had any more interest in watching it honestly if it had a, a crowd um honestly I, I was probably closer to tuning in to see what it was like this year without the crowd than I
0: was I, 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 any other way but it would have just been like the raw without the crowd it would not have been different well I
1: haven't, I haven't seen those either it, it, they're depressing I'm assuming they're probably depressing
0: uh, at least um AEW did a cool thing a couple weeks where they actually had some of the wrestlers in the crowd yeah and like you can hear them like betting on the matches they they worked in little angles so it was like it was like interesting they had fun with it oh, WWE cool. treated it like it was like a fucking mausoleum on on the then they I think they started to copy AEW stuff a little bit but they they were treating it like it was just silent and it was depressing and so that's why I just can't do it like you realize how much the crowd you know, uh, is is built into wrestling that really showed it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it really adds to it. Without it, you're like, what are you watching at that point? It's speaking, like a, it's like a weird stage play. Speaking of crowds, uh,
1: the championship game would have been uh, two days ago, I think. Uh, had the tournament happened, NCAA. Oh okay, I was like, what championship? Oh NCAA. You're,
0: I, you're big into March Madness.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I respect. I, I I made note of it. Had okay. a moment of silent. Silence. Yeah, I feel bad for the kids. That would have um, been that would have been really
0: odd to watch too, with no audience. Yes, but they don't play into the results quite as much as I mean, wrestling is obviously predetermined. Sure. So like the crowd reaction is part of the more of the drama. Even though yes, the crowd can have an effect on games, but I feel bad for all the kids that I think they talked about uh, maybe with the NCAA, like these kids maybe can come back for another year. They want to you know prolong their eligibility because of these circumstances. Maybe if they're seniors, or what have you. Yeah, it's a it's a different world from where you come from right now, with with the public health crisis. Um, before I get into that, I finished Unreal streaming it. It was a it was not a not a nice decision to play Unreal first, the uh, single player campaign because that was a, a slog and a half,
1: fifteen hours or so. I,
0: yes, it was about fifteen hours, and I wasn't the only one because there was a Let's Play. I referenced it was funny because the Let's Play was about fifteen hours, and the player got. Confused in the same exact spots I did, and it was the same thing. Watch them walk around aimlessly for 15 minutes, trying to find like the one switch that now you could hit. That's the same color as the rest of the wall, or walking past a doorway that's now open. That's how the game is. And Unreal is 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 a good game. The multiplayer is obviously brilliant. In terms of the, the weaponry, is the best of any. Uh, first-person shooter, I would argue, in terms of variety and weapon balance and, and movement. It was one of the first first-person shooters you can dodge in, things like that. You can be swift of foot and having one of the first... <laughs> swift of foot? Swift of foot. And one of the first first-person shooters to really make secondary attacks of your weapons all matter. Like, you actually use your secondary attacks almost as much as your primary in them. So they really balanced them out. Um, but great ambiance, beautiful game. Even 20 years later, it's a beautiful-looking game. Um... The enemies are great. The music is very atmospheric and fantastic. Hard as balls because it's 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 like a, f- a lot of the missions become fetch quests, you know, and, and you get hints from the computers. It's like, okay, you have to, like, turn on the water valve here. But in order to get to the water valve, you have to shut off the force field to get into that room. But in order to do that, you have to get this lever. So you can get turned around extremely easily because... It's not like Doom, where it's usually well to get to the yellow door. You guys get the red card and you go through. You, What's you, the uh, the story behind Unreal? You're, you're, you're escaping
1: you're, from a, pri- a you're, ship or you're on a prison ship that crash right, lands right.
0: on a planet, yeah. and there and there's the peaceful uh, Nolly people that are, have also been invaded by these aliens to get the iridium crystals or what have you, which is one of the guns. And it goes from there. There's like a peaceful, loving people, and then the aliens with four arms and they're cute and adorable. And there's and there's little animals. It's funny. People are like, "Oh, there's there's No Man's Sky animals and Unreal." No, no, no. There's Unreal animals in No Man's Sky. There's like these cute two legged bunnies and two legged little dinosaur looking creatures <laughs> that are cute, and they can attack you. Occasionally, you get something that's cute in No Man's Sky, but it's completely. Usually, by it's a accident. horror show. Yeah. <laughs> so the point is this: is that if you want a challenge, and I did, I played it on let's see, four out of six difficulty. If you want a good challenge, play the single player campaign. But you will tear your hair out, because I was getting, And you know, but I, it, I, I took solace in the fact that the, the Let's Player also had the same exact issues that I did. It was funny, because I was, like, looking, at. him like, you're doing the same exact thing as I did. You're going back and forth, like, eight times. You don't know what the hell just happened. Like, what's, when you hit the switch, you have no idea what it just opened. You, you, like, there's not a huge amount of backtracking, but there's some. So you don't know when you should backtrack, when you shouldn't. It's, it's very, and there's no map. It there's no map. So you have to, in your head, realize, okay, where did I go back to? What did I skip that was closed before? And and they fuck with you. There'll be barriers in front of entrances. You're like, oh, obviously the Switch will open that. No, not always. Sometimes it's just bullshit in mm-hmm. front of you. They'll put items behind a door that I never figure out how to, like, open. So watch – watch. Uh, tw- it's a uh, country code on, on Twitch. Watch my impressively long playthrough in, like, four sessions of Unreal. I am not doing the- – and I am not doing the um, – the, the the DLC or well, add on pack. I'm not doing the add on pack campaign. I am not going through that again. Because no. the story is you escape the planet on a spaceship, only to get captured by some like space force that sends you back down because you're the only man who could do the job to, to get <laughs> to retrieve some bullshit. And they don't and they send you back alone without any help, of course, or weapons. You know, I had all the weapons. And the game takes you. It takes you like you literally go through getting the weapons as slowly as humanly possible, so you don't get. All like, ten, until ten the, weapons until the you're almost end. done. Like you get the, the last weapon you get in the game is a sniper rifle. You get that like eighty percent through the game when you really need like a third through the game because the game is that difficult, um, you know. And you need the variety of weapons. Like the, if without the flat, getting the flat cannon, you're in for a rough time because a lot of these guys, there's guys like predators that run at you if you don't have the flat cannon. And they take like eight shots, so like you ha- you need the flat cannon, you know. So anyway. I was very frustrated by the game. Now I know I didn't finish it in college because <laughs> I think I probably stopped it for eight hours and said, "This is ridiculous." Uh, with that, so um, getting back to the real word, real weird world. we in real weird world. Um, I, I wore a bandana out yesterday to go to the supermarket. There was a line. They're not, they're now letting only like I think last the week before it was like fifty people. Now it's like thirty people. They're really restricting the number of people in the supermarket, which is probably for the best. Which supermarket did you go to? Sprouts. Sprouts. Um, sprouts or stumps?
1: Sprouts. Sprouts. What was? Because because you and Vani have both screwed up the name on that once before.
0: Oh sure, so, yeah. No, i was I, just curious. No. Um. So anyway, so <clears throat> um, g- everything seems. People are being respectful to each other and, and not, you know, getting people's way. I am making sure I'm taking oranges from the back and whatever orange I touch, I am taking. I'm not. I'm not fucking around with oranges. Uh, yeah, I've seen people still do that stuff. So I'm like. That's a problem with me
1: that I have. Uh, it's just one of my weird tics. Take the orange. Um, and See yeah, the orange. Take the orange. And I, I've, I've, I've been uh. I've been better about it at the market before. Like I'll I'll generally like check produce and stuff, and it's just a habit of of mine. Sure. And I like picked up like a uh, pepper and like checked it out and put it back, and I was like, no, that pepper. That's and that one that it touched—that's yeah, yeah. your pepper.
0: was <laughs> like I'll take you, both. You own of that these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, both of these are mine now. I'm taking both. The only thing that I, I had to touch that I was uh, was the, the meat thing. I wanted to make sure that the, the, you know the date was okay, so I tried to like use my knuckle, but that didn't work out. But you, you know. got to
1: cook all that, anyways.
0: Yeah, but the outside package. Sure. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you should honestly—if you you should be like in theory like washing the outside containers of like yes. milk and things like that. That's where we're at. So, but I went to the dollar store afterwards because I was curious. The dollar store is essential. There's lots of food at the dollar store and things like that. The dollar store, though, surprisingly, there was only like eight people in the dollar store. Really? And it was a lot, kind of depressing because obviously, you know, if, if you're main shopping, mainly shopping at the dollar store, you might have hit tough times or been in a bad spot. Um, and there, there were a couple people like that. I don't, I don't think they were homeless. There was though, one old lady that I felt sorry for um, she was looking at the the, the the moist wipes. They did have f- some baby wipes there. they had they had baby wipes, flushable ones. I, I picked up a pack for an emergency, and they had tissues no, no toilet paper and no uh, paper towels, but tissues you can use for either really in, in a, in a, in a you know in a, in a tight spot. so but the old lady, I was looking at her because she was fiddling with all the moist wipes. she was touching them all uh. and I want to say, what are you doing lady? you're crazy?" But then she opened one up to take out a couple to wipe her hands. And maybe she's in a rough spot. She couldn't afford it. But now she's infected, potentially, that towelette and all the ones around it. Yeah. And so I I didn't want to call her out. I felt bad for her. She was probably, you know, at rough times and older. But um, the dollar store rules in general, though. It rules. Um, I got stuff like this cute little dart gun for a dollar. A little Nerf mini dart gun it's not bad for a buck nope not bad at all it's the last one too um so i saw i saw a young couple um maybe they had a kid they were shopping for toys made for easter if you ever want to go to dollar store for like christmas decorations or easter things like that or summer fourth of july party stuff at the dollar store like if you want to get like cups and plates and ribbons and things go to the dollar store support your local dollar store but they didn't have any uh, rubbing alcohol. They didn't have any antibacterial. They didn't have any Lysol. They did have bleach and, and some cleaning things like that. But the typical stuff was gone. Tons of frozen foods. They had their bread. There's dollar store bread that gets replaced and replenished. And they had their drinks. So I, you know, I bought some stuff. I bought some little mini paint brushes. I want to do some touch up around here during the public certain public health crisis. Um, but it was a strange experience in the dollar store. It was. Uh, I, I went to the teller. The teller did have a mask on but no gloves and I said hey are they giving you guys any gloves and she like she said something like yeah that's good or something like she just totally ignored me and went back to looking at her phone. <laughs> yeah so that's I was good. Like, oh, I wanted to you know maybe pay attention to your you know I was trying to be empathetic here about your public you know well being. The good news is that Sprouts um, had everyone with face masks and gloves and did have the um, they had the plexiglass up uh, no they didn't have the plexiglass up there yet another supermarket near here has a like, like almost bulletproof plexiglass up. Uh, in front of the cashiers. Yeah. To like m- help them a bit, you know, so, so, you know, some stores are trying, you know, we're going to get into one in that a second, that, that's not really trying too hard. It wasn't, but, uh, anyway, that's what's going on, uh, in the world. So stay safe out there. Um, you know, just obviously if you have to, it, we all have to go out for food. So, you know, just, uh, you know, wear your bandana or wear your mask or, you know, take the fruit you touch, take the fruit you touch. Yes. Or, or the veggies or yogurts or whatever else. On the frozen pizza. Frozen pizza take it i've got a frozen pizza in a while i was thinking well, about maybe getting one just to have one i like pizza Tombstone, remember the tombstones yeah were those the good better ones
1: i don't think yeah, there's any good frozen pizza it's just a thing did
0: you just make, make Boboli pizzas like me um my with the unhealthiest shell in, in, in the eternity
1: my my friend in uh middle school him and i used to make Boboli pizzas every once in
0: a while is it really how... unhealthy Oh, God. They're, like, super, super buttery. Like, Oh, are they? I used to eat, like, the whole thing myself when I was, like, you know, thick but quick pat. Like, they were they were bad. I'm sure. They were bad. Doesn't surprise me, I guess. Not that, like, eating, like, pizza shell in general, but they were, like, thick and buttery. Right. In, in particular to make them tasty. I remember those commercials being super ethnic now looking back. Like, bubbly pizza shell. Oh, yes, my mom ma to make the pizza. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I should be insulted looking back and all that stuff. Looking back in all those uh, commercials. <laughs> like, the, like the original Olive Garden commercials were like that. Then they st- started making them more uh gentrified after a while Olive Garden. Wonder how Olive Garden's dude. Wonder they're doing takeout or not. How do you do takeout of unlimited breadsticks? Hey, just tell me like I'll get an order of breadsticks like give me 50 20. Of them. Yeah, I'm just going to sit in my gr- like, I'm just gonna sit in my car in the parking lot. Give me a tub of salad. <laughs> you know, just like pile it on in there. So, we're we're going to get through this together though. We're going to we're going to provide you hopefully a fun podcast. Remember, if you're on YouTube, you can listen to us, support us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts are streamed there. Right, Ian? Yes. So, Ian. Patrick. With the current public global health crisis going on, um, some stores are obviously struggling with things going on, uh, you know, staying open and declaring themselves a essential essential business, essential public service when they're, when they're maybe uh, not including good old GameStop. After
1: instructing employees to wrap their hands in plastic bags and go back to work, GameStop shuts down their Massachusetts stores. That was the um, headline uh, coming out of the Boston Globe here. Um, There was a... uh, So uh, GameStop was doing some curbside pickup, um, and they were told in a memo... Uh, Instructed via email. If there are no gloves, lightly, you want to be able to get it off easily, tape a GameStop plastic bag over your hand and arm. Do not open the door all the way. Keep the glass between you and the guest's face. Just reach out your arm. So it's like you're picking up your dog's shit. You're
0: wrapping your (laughs) arm in in a plastic bag. (laughs) That is one of
1: the least pleasant experiences in the world. Picking up fucking uh, fresh hot
0: turd right out of the dog oven. Yeah. I I think I've had to do it maybe twice or three times in my life for like an ex that had a dog. Disgusting. That's one of the the many reasons I will never be a dog owner I think because of that. I love dogs but man, cleaning up their poops is... Be like a cat. Use a litter box. Anyway. um, So obviously this is on the heels of, of them nationwide you know, sending memos to managers at first you know, a few weeks ago saying, Oh, we're gonna stay open because we're gonna tell we're gonna tell the governments and the police officers that we're essential. We're gonna we're gonna you know, we're here here we're gonna have you print out this letter and, and give it to anyone that questions you. And of course they got they got shit on for that before before, you know reversing that within what was it, four or five days a, a few weeks ago, right? It was the middle of March, I believe. Yeah. I didn't know they were still trying to keep open in some states. I had no idea that they, they were they were trying to do this. Yep. Uh, The business does not provide an essential service and is not allowed to offer curbside pickup during the coronavirus coronavirus pandemic, well, according to the state, uh, which ordered all non-essential businesses to shut down as of March 24th. And yet, GameStop continued operating, allowing customers who couldn't make online orders to pay for and pick up the GameStop door. So, they were instructed, do not open the door all the way, keep the glass between you and the guest's face, just reach out your arms. Uh, And then, uh, this is if you just need your
1: daily fill of uh, business talk. Uh, Chief Executive George Sherman said last week that with millions of Americans stuck at home for the past few weeks, demands for video games have increased. It's I mean, somewhat true. The COVID-19 outbreak has led to changes in how consumers work, play, and learn. He said in a statement, While still early, we are pleased with the progress we have made to date in our initiative to stabilize, optimize, and transform Uh, the business. AutoZone George. He's at
0: it again, AutoZone George. Stabilize, optimize, and transform my ass. Uh, Well, that's a different topic for that. I'm going to check the GameStop uh, stock price right now (laughs) just to see what it's at. Um, Let's see. It's at $3.36 over the past six months. It's uh the high was in December at 668. There was that slight move back up to when they announced Reggie, what was that early March? It went back up above 4 then it dipped to $2.80 a few days ago and now it's it's struggling back at the 336. So, uh lots lots of fun going on with the game stock. So basically it's hit the all-time low recently. That 280 I think was like the all-time low. It looks like at least over the past 5 years it never got close to being uh, under $3, ever. So, yep, yeah, they struggling. Short GameStop. That's my passive advice. <laughs> Go short it, because I don't think it's going to come back when all is said and done after all this. Um, again, I mean, if GameStop was, was at least trying to provide... Um, some sort of sanitary or protective equipment for its co- for its workers, but we, we cover the stories where they didn't have, even have toilet paper in some stores. Yeah, they're not really doing much of anything. They're not doing much of anything, so it's just they're, they're putting their, you know, everyone at undue risk uh, because of that. No masks, no gloves, no toilet paper, no cleaning supplies uh, there. So, anyway. You don't want to get like uh, the mayor's like bad list and know that, hey, what's going on? A game store isn't closing after I told them to? Yeah, you know, that's that's uh that's bad there.
1: Bad news.
0: So, anything else Ed or or is, no. You think you think they're going to be able to come back from this when we all get back to running again or they're going
1: I have no idea. I mean, they seem to keep finding more money to, you know, shovel into the furnaces, but I I, I, I mean, at some point it's got to end.
0: I mean, they're they're I'm surprised their 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 core their uh, yearly hasn't come out yet. Yearly revenue. I'm trying to see when it's going to come out. Uh we're, we're expecting it soon. Uh absolutely and say it went up a little bit in 2018 revenue over 17 but they still had it was it half a billion loss almost whatever it was uh in revenue so all right it'll probably be next week probably next week we find out last year it was released by this time it was fiscal 2018 was released by april 2nd all right so they're delaying something yeah they're they're delaying something right now because i'm looking at uh market watch and and when you look at when you look at um we look at stock prices. They usually have the corporate public news there. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't see it yet, unless I'm missing it right here. Uh, I don't see any news. on, on I
1: have there. a feeling it would make a bigger splash if it had come out. We would have we seen it? I think so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll probably by next podcast, we're going to see it. So, a little bit of news uh, in the Atari VCS. Have you played Atari today? World. Uh, the co-creator of the Xbox, Rob Wyatt, who is currently uh, the co-founder wor- uh, working on the Project the Last Game board, which I think we talked about a little bit on here, okay. maybe, um, but I'll bring it up in a second Last anyways, um, is uh, suing Atari for failing to pay him for the design of the VCS console. So wow. the one thing I, I initially liked about the console, it's, it's look. Uh, yes! It's... it's it's nice little. It's an art piece. It's a nice little shape. Um, the guy responsible for that has not been paid. Um, Wyatt's company Tin Giant was uh, signed on in, um, I believe, 2018, um, or earlier than that, maybe even, uh, to design the the uh, system. Um, and. He is now suing for two. Let's see, two hundred sixty-one thousand seven
0: hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, it owes an excess of. Yeah, so that's yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: where is the Jesus? What the fuck? What are you trying to find, Ian? Uh, my the article is jumping every time I try to fucking scroll it. I'm trying to find. Uh... Okay.
0: Atari CEO yeah. Fred Cheney declined to comment in a statement, saying that he had not received a copy of the lawsuit yet. Jesus, Atari has not developed a game console. For more than twenty years, but the original plan for the VCS first called Atari Box was hatched by Feargal Mel in two thousand seventeen. I don't know what that is exactly or what that person is. Um, it's a person. It's a person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a, like a like an unreal uh, boss character. Um, so basically, this is what happened? They they hired Rob Wyatt and his company to 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 make this. There was a contract uh, allegedly, and now allegedly they breached a contract and also. It's also defamation. That's the other part of it. Um, they basically. Uh, um, Rob said that Atari falsely claimed that Tin Giant had delayed the, the console project and had failed to complete its scope of services under the agreement. Uh, in quotes here. The lawsuit says, in fact, it was Atari's own mismanagement of the console project that was the cause of the reason for the delayed launch. The lawsuit said, it also said, uh, Cheney and Atari executive Michael Arts made false statements to the public about Tin Giant. So. Obviously, this has been what delayed a, a year and a half. What I-, I-, I can't keep track of this anymore. Yeah, it was, it was, so it was announced in tw-
1: what 2016 2017, 2017. Uh, it was announced in 2017. In 2018, the project's name was changed. It was supposed to ship, I believe it was last summer 2019. Then it was, I think, it that
0: was its third ship date or its second ship date. The backing ended on June two thousand and eighteen. I thought it was supposed to come out later that year, okay, I believe. yeah, I think it was supposed to come out that Christmas. then it got pushed back to summer uh... the last year. yep, it's a year and a half behind I'll yeah. we'll just say about at this point it, okay, yeah, because because you can't you can't up you can't see the original goals on Indiegogo anymore with Kickstarter, you can see the, the goals still. Indiegogo, you can't see like the goals and and promise dates anymore uh, for whatever reason. So this isn't obviously good for any reason at all. Uh, because um obviously it shows a you know a lack of fourth rightness fourth rightness fourthwithness rightness fourth rightness fourth witness what the hell does that say I mean anyway none of us can think today um to actually fulfill your contract allegedly but you know um who's who's running the uh, oh, we know who's running the atari ship it's fred cheney the ceo but what the hell's happening here like yeah, what? what's happening guys You you, you got, what was it, $3 million. million. Pay the guy who designed your
1: your, your console. Right, it definitely makes you question where's all the money going or what has the money gone into. Because it's obviously not going into paying for the development of the console. Well, (laughs) or or entirely.
0: What was the last Medium article that came out? Was there one recently? Medium Atari. It was whatever we talked about. It was the the weird uh, production defects fucking rundown. Uh, on March 19th, so we're going to probably get one later this month. And I think one of the reasons they do that, I forgot, like Indiegogo has a has a moderately loose requirement of you updating every month on Indiegogo. Oh, I see. I believe so. Maybe that's their way of doing that. I, again, if this was on Kickstarter, this wouldn't have been a Kickstarter because there was no real prototype. Right. To get on it, that's why some of these consoles, like another one coming up, they're going they're doing alternate rounds on Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter, you have to have proof of concept of hardware and sure. it functioning. Not, oh, we, we promise we'll get you something down the line. So, and, and you know, so maybe. But we'll just take your money for now. That doesn't run. Uh, Kickstarters do on that. They don't allow that for, for tech projects. Otherwise, you get stuff like that. for you know, The laser beam, a uh, razor, which was bullshit. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, that, raises, yeah. that raises millions of dollars because people are dumb and don't realize that. <laughs> that there's not going to be a laser that cuts a, the hairs off your face. But it's safe for your skin. That yeah, is going I,
1: to make it into production for home use. <laughs>
0: You know, or have a power source of a laser at all that could do that? Yeah, like it was a Star Trek technology. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek: Next Generation again on on uh, Netflix. Next Generation ages like fine wine; it gets better and better. When I was a kid, I, it was probably too slow and boring for me. I love Next Generation; it's fantastic. It's good stuff. That in Deep Space Nine, it's fa- it's fantastic. I was, I was a I was a huge Deep Space Nine fan. Deep Space Nine is a little more darker and grittier. That's why Frank doesn't like. It. I said, but that's space, though, Frank. It's like everything's gonna be all clean and shiny in the depths of space. You want a little darker, grittier Star yeah. Trek, don't you? Plus, the politics are great with that—you know, the backstabbing stuff and different oh, alliances yeah. between the Cardassians and the Klingons and the Dominion. There, yeah, that's fantastic. a very interesting show. It's—it's—it's it's it's deep. You can't—you can't skip seasons on, you know, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek: Next Generation. You could—you can bounce around a little bit if you want. You can jump around pretty well. Jump around, but Ian, this—this um, this bonus ad on topic. Okay, so Atari's not paying. Allegedly, Rob White It's going to go to court. You know, but. If you go now, Ian, to ataricasino.com, uh, you can see something that, that's been in development. Casino Atari. Yes. Now it's not loading up for me for some Oh, it's, it's casino casino Atari. Atari. .com.
1: I don't think it was always Casino Atari. I think they changed that recently.
0: So you go to casinoatari.com. What do you see? You see an announcement. And this is something we heard about in the past, about the CEO talking about. They're going to have a crypto yeah, casino, they're... which we didn't know about that. We knew they are trying to do a Bitcoin. Yeah, we knew they were trying of... to do their own token. We didn't they're... know yeah. why. Well, now we know. Their own crypto coin, uh, I thought I was going to do it. We didn't know why. So they're going to do a catalog of, of games, including games of luck, games of skill, and hybrid games, c- combining luck and skill, and they're going to try to open an online casino. They
1: literally don't talk about anything in detail enough for you to actually understand what's coming. You really have no idea what it's going to look like. Is it going to be, you know, video game themed? Is it going to be clean and stupid looking? Uh, I don't think this Atari, this Atari, I don't think is 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 so much concerned necessarily with like the video game side or the aesthetic. I don't know how much of it is going to. Flow over into this casino? Not much. I, I probably. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of retro themed like looks or graphics. You know, Space Invaders, a uh, slot machine. I don't think. I, I think it's going to be a pretty by the books online casino in an attempt to get as many people playing there as they possibly can.
0: Why Atari Casino? Our dedicated Atari Casino team aims to provide our users with the best online casino experience to date. There's there's tons out there already. Yeah. They've been around for twenty years plus exactly. with a collection of all the best Atari games along with the most popular casino games Atari Casino represents the perfect place to lay back, have fun, and win big. So they're probably going to have the same 60 or so Atari games that are included with the VCS available for play there for free. They might as well, right? But, I guess. I'm trying to figure out
1: what that means. Like, are they trying to... I See, That's the, I don't think they're actually going to put a lot of creative work into this. I don't think... Oh, they're, no. They're not going to try to it's adapt gonna be, anything for... It's hey, going to be off-the-shelf... Online casino Acino shit. Software. That's exactly
0: what I'm expecting uh, to see. The stakes are adjustable for each player, so you can always find a table and game that's right for you, like any other online casino. With great fun come come with great fun comes great and valuable prizes. Prizes, uh, grammar error. With plenty to enjoy, visit the Atari Casino today and enjoy all the. Fun rewards it has awful no local restrictions due to the borderless nature of cryptocurrencies. Anyone can gamble anywhere. That's a huge advantage for the player. I'm not sure that's going to pass because you still have to uh, buy the crypto coin. You still have to get the coin to play. So you're still gambling. It's like the same thing. Like oh well, you're buying tokens to gamble the token. You're still there's still a monetary exchange happening. Right. Um, that's going to vary state to state. I'm of the opinion that online gambling should be le- should be legal everywhere. But either way, if it's not, this is not going to get around it. Uh, Faster payout. Payouts arrive to the player in a much faster fashion because crypto transactions are much much faster than bank transfers. Bigger limits. Because cryptocurrencies are more flexible than that, we are able to bypass some restriction that fiat currencies have and provide you with the best possible experience. Casino games. Santa games like roulette and blackjack. Atari is bringing the greatest. shut up. Uh, so slots and ja- uh, jackpox, blah, 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 uh, live casino. Enjoy. This is interesting to me. Actually enjoy live casino table games like blackjack and roulette with our charming staff. So we're going to stream it like Shaq blackjack. I played at the casino, which they changed to regular live blackjack where everyone's betting on one dealer, you know, distributing the cards. So there's, there's just some live experience, uh, with and roulette okay atari special this is really something special compete with other players in games where skill play a big role they're they're just there's not they're not saying there's so many words to not tell you anything are we betting on asteroids against each other right or or Yars revenge playing against each other that'd be interesting like betting on if i can beat you at at a like pong i guess i guess that would be interesting i guess a large n- number of online Atari casino games. Okay, enjoy live games, and that's it. And then you can already buy the fucking token. There's no, the- you
1: can't. I looked because oh, the- if it was cheap enough, I would have bought one just to say I owned one piece of uh, uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, it's I- in pre-sale right now. Oh, it's in pre-sale? That's what it says. They have a white. They
0: have a fucking white paper. They accept Bitcoin to buy their crypto coin or uh, Ethereum which is one of the other ones that are semi-popular yeah Uh, you can buy it there's a private area okay so you can click on the buy now but you can't okay the other all of the other Atari ventures obviously had mostly something to do with video games like the Game Watch which never came out I believe this VCS Uh, the speaker hat no but whatever it's a Kichi hat there's there's, this this actually for the first time this kind of Makes my stomach turn a little bit. Like this is the one thing where I'm like, this is just gross. Yeah, and I would say moralless. Not just to, not to open an online casino, but to use the Atari name to do that when you don't need to. Now you're trying to like put a spin on it, like the casino thing. Yeah, that whatever could be like a, like going to like a Hooters hotel in, in Vegas. There could be an appeal to that. This is just soulless, and I would say dark to 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 attach a kid's video game console to a casino and banking on people's nostalgia to get them to gamble what turns out to be it's real money when you're buying tokens if you are doing an exchange of money it's real now sure don't don't pretend it's not real anymore it's the same thing as an online casino where you you have to buy chips to play you know uh, a game or what have you put you put if you're exchanging money you're gambling money um yeah i you know Noam Bushnell's probably rolling over in his jacuzzi right now. He's probably like, "What the hell is going on?" If he's keeping track of this stuff, like this is, this is, this is, uh, this is dark to me. I'm, I'm not trying to be over dramatic to me. This is like a dark thing to do. Yeah, Just, this is like soulless. Like I don't want to like bash it too much. Like I'm, this is disgusting to me. Um, the VCS doesn't really disgust me. I think it's a silly idea, but this is disgusting. Um, the other thing, other thing to watch out for is this. Like any other. Cryptocurrency, th- this is going. Th- the value of this can change rapidly. So, like, I would also caution people. Like, if this is your one way around this, you know, if you don't check on your, say, you have whatever. Say, you have a hundred dollars worth of Atari crypto at one point in time. The next week, it could be worth ten dollars. It could be worth more in theory, but crypto has not shown. Especially in times of financial instability, people thought, well, with the financial market taking a hit now, crypto would increase or stay stable. It hasn't. It's bounced around wildly as well, because by and large, it has not been used as a a fiat currency to to purchase things. It's still been used as a hedge or as um, some sort of uh, virtual uh, virtual, uh, piggy bank, basically. That's what it's been used for. So that's what I'm going to caution you as well. If you want to get into this, like the same way I, I caution everyone two years when when Bitcoin was at whatever twenty grand, I said this is dangerous, and of course it crashed. Um, uh, You know that's what happens with these things. So watch out if you're going to be doing this. Um, If there's like like slot machines that are like Atari themed, I'd be like maybe yeah, there's something interesting about this because you do go into casinos and you see frog or slot machines, you do see sure. retro slot machines. But th- this to me is gross. I don't know what what are your thoughts? I just think it's it, I mean, I don't know.
1: I don't think that there's enough of an attachment to Atari for this to, you know, rope in kids or really do anything nefarious. I just think it's uh, you know, the next move. Uh, it's it, it, to me it's it's an obvious move for a a property holding company like this that is just trying to slap the name on anything it can, from fucking hotels to casinos to sure. whatever they can get people to, to to spend money on to you know attach their
0: name. Yeah, to. and again, I'm not saying they're atta- they're, not, they're not attracting kids. They're tra- attracting people that used to be kids that had a child. sure. But I'm saying it's a it's a kids. It was a kid's license. Sure, it was a kid's video game console.
1: Oh, I, I just I, I
0: i think it's gross, but for different reasons, I suppose. How do I buy the Atari token? It tells you how to do that. Uh, Pre-sale using standard cryptocurrencies. So already they could make money off you if you put in Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin. You know, they can make money off you if it goes up or what have you. This is is weird. Will the Atari token be listed on an exchange? An appropriate level of crowdfunding will allow us to deploy our token on the blockchain and couple with an attractive member base get listed on exchanges. So it'll be, again, it'll fluctuate in price. People right. people will buy it like a stock or a co- online commodity like that. They're going to list it on the exchanges by mid by mid to late two thousand twenty. Will there be an Atari talk? To- okay, whatever, whatever. This is weird. Like I don't like the. I don't know if this is a private entity that that um, that um, bought the licensing. Bought the license. It's Atari Chain Limited <laughs> copyright. So that's who. What this? I guess. Offshoot company is Atari Chain, is the one at the bottom here uh, that I see. So regulatory oversight, they got that set up. I mean, obviously they're going to have to have you know whatever oversight of an online for, it's gambling. They're going have to have to gambling oversight, right? So, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Atari, uh, the Atari Token and Casino. I mean, it would be interesting to go to the Atari Hotel if it had a casino. That sure. to me would be something different uh, to try that out. But this is, to me, is something a little bit grosser than that.
1: So, uh, this past week, there was an interesting um, story came up um, in one of my favorite game series, actually. Uh, the Cooking Mama series. Um, So, Cooking Mama is a series of games that started on the Nintendo DS. There's uh, versions on the Wii. I think maybe the Wii U. And basically, they're simple to get into cooking games where uh, you, basically, a character named Mama tells you step-by-step how to Mama. make certain things. You pick a food, you do a bunch of little mini-games that are the steps, you put the food together, and then you get rated on the overall completion of the food.
0: It's like your own Blue Apron, but digital.
1: <laughs> to a degree, it sort of is. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's like putting together... Hope, hope apr- it's a lot
0: sooner than the Blue Apron instructions. It's, it's
1: like playing a Blue Apron kit. Um, <laughs> the game. So, this was supposed to come out, I believe, in 2019, Cooking Mama Cookstar. Uh, and I, I think it had a different title than It was uh, Cooking Mama, I believe, Coming Home to Mama. And... Um, it was delayed and then it was announced that it was about a month ago I remember seeing that it was going to be released at the end of um, March or beginning of April so it was released and then uh, it was briefly released on the eShop and then promptly taken down about four hours later um, so there was an old um there was an old uh like uh what's the word I'm looking for PR um press release that said that there was going to be some sort of like blockchain enabled DRM in the game. Okay. Um you know people were trying to figure out what that meant, what it, what it would it would be like being able to, you know, resell your used games or something like that if it was like a digital version, etc. Uh but people immediately took to the internet and said that uh Cooking Mama was released. Pulled off, and that it was mining Bitcoin using your system, and it was causing systems to overheat. Overheat your system. Overheat your system, and so there was a huge like panic online, and lots of people spreading that without really taking the time to look into it. Uh, I hate to say it, I mean, but it does sound pretty dubious. I mean, just someone tells you that you're probably going to want to look into that a little bit deeper than,
0: than uh, you know, as deep as possible. Sure, I, I, I would, I would hope that Nintendo would, would not get past them. You know, uh, when they're looking at new games, like, oh, is this using your right. system for nefarious means? Yeah. You know, so, QA. But the fact that it was pulled so quickly
1: made, you know, people, you know, coupled with what people were saying, it made people wonder if something crazy was going on. So uh, this is from a Screen Rant article. Recently, Screen Rant was contacted by a member of the Cookie Mama Cookstar development team who wanted to speak. Um, they dismissed rumors of cryptocurrency mining statement about cryptocurrency was all buzzwords. The head of planet entertainment. That's the, um, publisher, I believe, um, knows very little about the, these things. He just put some fancy language to get potential investors who like this stuff. For crashes and overheating, that would be because the game is made in Unity uh, by many people working on their first game. Um, It's not the best product, but it it made it through several vigorous reviews by Nintendo and Sony. There's no way crypto mining stuff could get through those tests. I doubt anyone at One P would even be able to make such a thing. One P being the developer. So basically, what they're saying is Unity is a development platform, Um, and if you're you know basically what they're saying is. uh, some of the first people making their first games are working on it. The code's not optimized, so it's running the system hot, is really okay. all it is. It's probably something that could have been patched or, or something like well, that, but it's certainly not uh, cryptocurrency mining. That's ridiculous.
0: Well, according to, this came out in a couple of days ago, Direct Feed Games on Twitter said, Cooking Mama Cookstar is a big topic table. we need to look at all angles. Via reverse engineering, it, is a found, it has been found that there is no crypto mining yeah. code in the game. However, battery does drain fast due to shoddy removal. ...of the said code. Get the full story before reacting. Yeah.
1: So basically, bad code is what's making the battery drain... ...and making the system run heat, run run hot. Um, Jesus. Oh, so,
0: cooking game. It's, all you're heating up food. You're heating up your hands. So, uh, Office Create is, I believe,
1: the IP holder. Um, and uh, basically, I guess, they came to oversee the development... An argument started, and the clients were told to go home if they weren't being constructed. Once they found out the planet, Enter- so basically, Planet Entertainment's the publisher. Office Create is the um, the IP holder. Okay. They didn't like what they saw, and it looks like um, it looks like Planet Entertainment released the game anyway.
0: Ooh, and the IP holder had the rights to
1: say. And out. Office Create contacted Nintendo and was like, "Pull the game down." Good
0: on them. So that's what looks like happened. Wow, so this is going to be stuck for a a while then until they iron this out. That's embarrassing. So 1P, which I guess is the developer,
1: the current developer, overall, everyone at 1P loves the Cooking Mama franchise and did their best to make the best product considering the interference from the higher-ups. I think the game is far from perfect but would have done fine without the publishers stumbling so constantly. So yeah, it just sounds like a sour business decision. It sounds like basically, uh, you know, they tried to find a... You know, a a developer to handle their IP. Um, They got a, like, you know, a first-time developer or a young set of developers. They made a game. They weren't happy with it. They told them not to release it. They released it anyways, and then it got pulled. Um, There are definitely pictures of cartridge, like, complete copies of this game going around. I don't know if this is going to become a rarity. It exists. I mean, there was a a digital version. There are physical versions out there. But as of right
0: now, it's been halted. The production's been halted. Developer doesn't know what's happening with the publisher the, the IP holder doesn't know what's happening with the developer and the publisher and there's just a right it's a mishmash of things going on and, uh Screamer got the exclusive on this it looked like originally uh when asked about whether the game was released without letting the team know ahead of time the developer replied it's hard to say we were told that the game was coming out in March that's all anyone knew the boss at IP Toby keeps that kind of thing to herself mostly saying she doesn't want to stress us with the details that that's a detail you you would need to know if you're a developer yeah advertising was blocked by office create too there were youtube ads websites even tiktok ads that never came out the future of cooking mama Cookstore remains uncertain as developer ended by saying in quotes as i understand planet entertainment which is the ip holder you said right
1: no planet entertainment's the publisher oh
0: the publisher is the ip holder Planet Entertainment, the, the the publisher, is suing Office Create, the IP holder, having it removed for money lost. It's hard to say if it will ever be released properly. Oof, Jesus, this is going to be a mess. All oh, over a cute little cooking game, and I, I like I said, um, I, I was looking forward to this
1: when it was announced like oof. a month ago, and now it just seems like a nightmare. Ooh, God,
0: this is a nasty development of this. Yeah, how so. do you God? How do you even get this cr- cryptocurrency even mining like? Rumors, And then I got to see about that person that said that there was code that was removed on Twitter. Was that? Well, I don't uh, know that there was actually any code removed. My understanding is that it was
1: never in there and that there was cryptocurrency and blockchain stuff thrown into the marketing public like stuff because it sounds good. You don't need that for your cooking game. No, like, you don't. But everyone uh, gets crazy when they hear the word blockchain. I mean, that was the I don't joke even, a while back. With I don't that, even, you know, even totally just, understand just how that can works. You add or... blockchain to something, and suddenly people are going to want to yeah. invest in it. My guess is that there was nothing cryptocurrency-related ever in this game.
0: Sloppy code is what was making it
1: fall apart or run poorly. that's it.
0: <sighs> okay. let's well, take that tweet from direct uh, for your games with a grain of salt, then. But uh, I would definitely play this if I had the chance. <laughs> well, you had a chance to buy, I guess, for like a th- for like whatever s- three seconds before it was pulled digitally. Yeah, I, I guess now people can preserve it in case it never comes out. They can they could hopefully dump it <laughs> and have the preserve if it preserved. Or never comes out, it- it'll come out. They'll they'll. There's too much money put into this stuff. They're gonna have to release this. You know. Um. Oh, there's a physical copy someone has. Yeah, uh, like I said, you can find it. So that it has been released physically somewhere. Okay. Uh, well,
1: the, yes, they basically I think it was like pre-orders or something like that. Oh,
0: that'll be that'll be the the, the, the That's You're, what I was saying. I think the, it'll, the, end the one. it'll end up being one. It'll end up being something that's collectible. Uh, well, unless they make more, it'll be like the not Wii U game that was a piece of shit. They they pumped out more of. What was uh, that one Devil's... Devil's Third or something? Yeah. yeah. So don't, don't listen to Ian. Don't don't spend 125 bucks on a game that they'll just pump out more, it'll be 50 bucks. <laughs> you know, you can wait. But people on eBay are already trying to get 80 bucks for it. 85, 80, which I guess is reasonable if it's a $60 game. What are these? Are these 60 bucks for these?
1: Probably. Probably would have been a 40 or $60. Uh, game.
0: there's a lot on eBay. So it looks like there's 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 a lot out there. Yeah. On eBay, there's at least there's at least 150 of these it looks like. Uh, something like that, that you can buy. But if Ian's right, it'll be like, if you want to complete your Switch collection, it'll be like the stadium events of, of the Switch. We'll see. All right. Um, Ian, mm. with the with the current certain public health crisis going on, um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people are, are inside longer with their loved ones and non-loved ones forced to live together. Um, with, you know, you're at work for eight hours a day, not, not so much any longer. And a lot of people don't have, you know, a a regular job anymore, unfortunately, with everything going on. Some people don't. Unemployment's hit a huge high over the past week. People are for unemployment. Um, But it seems like some people are turning to the good old Nintendo Wii to to, uh, maybe have fun and stay in shape. Yeah, it looks like um, the price of Wii Sports uh, has
1: gone up a little bit. uh, And people have been trying to find the game and play it uh, during during this certain public health crisis. Um, I know when we were still open uh, and when we did a curbside pickup day, we, you know, got a lot of calls for... It was just Nintendo stuff in general, mostly Switches, but uh, a lot of people looking for Wii's. And yeah. uh, Wii Sports has been a popular title again, I would say more... I mean, it's one of those titles that's always going to be popular. If someone is still playing a Wii, chances are they
0: want to play Wii Sports. Um, remember, remember, folks out there, it was packed in with, with like, uh, tens of millions of consoles. So if people are going to remember the Wii, they're going to remember Wii Sports. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's the Super Mario Brothers of of 2006 or whatever, 2011. <laughs> Easy
1: to pick up and play and get into. The golf is fun. The bowling, bowling is works fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The bowling works. Uh, Boxing,
0: not so much with the nunchuck, but it's fun just to do it. But
1: the golf works. The bowling works. The baseball is stupid but fun. Uh, all of that is pretty good stuff. The tennis is very simple. Um, tennis is fun. So It works. Yeah. Um, so price charting.com shows that uh, the game is now fetching closer to $30, which wow. is uh, pretty insane. Um, it's been, you know, prior to that, it was going for, let's see, was
0: closer to like 10 to 15.
1: Yeah. Closer to 10 to 15 bucks. I know at Luna, it's usually been between 10 and 20, um, but yeah, this is a huge jump. Massive. Yeah, it looks like it was
0: almost 10 until February, and then it starts going way up uh, on this. I'll I'll go to the price charting site itself right now and look it up. Um, I think when you look at the Wii, and when you look at, you know, when people talk about, you know, uh, family consoles, I'll just say, Mm. when there are, are, uh, I don't think we, we quite can wrap our heads around 100 million consoles, since there's been so few consoles that reach that amount. Right. There's been, what, two or three only? If you include handhelds? Yeah. Um, you know, so PS2. You have the Wii. Um, what, what else is there? There's not that many. Once you get to that high amount, these are all over the place. These are in people's closets. They're in the garages. They're still probably hooked up to some people's systems somewhere. Like, you, you'll, be, you'll be tripping over Nintendo Wiis for the next 10 to 20 years. Due to how many there are out there, and we're not counting whatever leftover stock that never got sold the past five, six years at Toys R Us that were still around. They still had them in Toys R Us when they're you know up to a couple of years when they were before they were closing. So
1: as far as like consoles that have sold over a mill, a hundred million, uh, Nintendo Wii at one hundred one, PlayStation at one hundred four, Game Boy at one eighteen, DS at one fifty four, PlayStation Two at one fifty seven.
0: Okay, so the first PlayStation reached a hundred. Wow!
1: First PlayStation, yeah, apparently reached a hundred and four.
0: Wow! And then if you count that, I guess was it DS and 3DS? They probably put it together. I'm
1: pretty sure DS and 3DS, uh, Nintendo DS includes 3DS. Yes. Okay. So oh no, it doesn't. Oh, uh, 100 and how many? 150. 154.9 million. It does not count. Probably 3DS. Counts,
0: it probably counts to DSi and DS Lite though. It, yeah. Yes. Yes. Same platform. Um, so the whole point is this: like whenever I go to the swap meet. You are guaranteed, or well, whenever they had the swap meet, you are guaranteed to see at least one Nintendo Wii at every swap meet for the past ten years. Sure, and and that's not just a guarantee. The last time I did, I think I edited the flea market madness. I think I shot it in 2015. So the Wii's dead by 2015. There, there was one table that had like three of them with various parts, three consoles with various parts just sitting there. Like these are everywhere. So when people talk about they're, if they're stuck in and want to do a family console, get, you can get a Wii. They're around, right? Tons of games. There's t- there's there's games, but even a lot of people be fine with what Wii Sports and my favorite that Wii play is fine. There's a lot of Wii plays as well, out there. What what uh, what is Luna? What was Luna charging for a Wii console last? Wii consoles are sixty bucks. Sixty bucks includes
1: the nunchuck, one nunchuck, one remote, all the hookups, all the hookups. Has that gone up in recent years? Nope. It's stayed at sixty for quite some time. Wow. We've we, we I mean they fell pretty fast to sixty and uh, after you know after that generation they've stayed there. Um, and they move. I actually you know, I got to the point where I thought I was never going to get rid of Wii's. Like, before this Christmas, we had probably 25 Wii's at each location, and we're out of Wii's, I think, now at one of our locations.
0: Wow. Is, are, are, are some people using them for GameCubes? Is that why? Like an HDMI I think Game some people
1: Cube? use them as GameCube. There's no HDMI on a Wii.
0: That's right. Um, oh, but, there, there, there is Component. That's right.
1: Yes. Uh, so it's 480p. So yeah, I think it's that, but I also think it's just it's cheap. It's easy to pick up. Games are very inexpensive. Five bucks. It's a casual yeah.
0: console. You can say that. Yeah, you can get some some games that are Nintendo first party. So it's interesting when you look at price charting, and see the history of Wii Sports price um, when it came out versus... Let me see if I can see uh, new. Why is, why is there a new condition? It's either in the sleeve or it's not uh, really. So back in 2008, this goes back to 2008 price charting it was selling for 2750. that you still couldn't find Wii's remember for like the first year and a half. They were yeah. hard to find. I didn't get mine until uh like a year in almost and it was I think I bought mine did I bought my news with like eight games for like 270 or something with like extra you know it was like a bundle deal someone got rid of theirs. I uh, remember it was hard to get them. Yeah. Um was it brand new or they 2 they were 250 brand new? I think so. yeah they're 250 brand new. So, okay. So, then they go down in price obviously. Then they they the lowest price looked like was probably during the Wii U era. Uh, it was like 720 for loose October 2015. Um and then yeah, looking back, they were up until Christmas. They're $11, $12 on price charting and now once you hit February, they start going back up. People want them again. And GameStop was still accepting them as they were still giving a, a good amount. I, I knew people that would go to the swap meet and pick up every Wii Sports they found because GameStop was, I guess, still bundling them with their Wiis and they were selling them. And they were getting like, like I don't know what trade was, 15, 20 bucks? It was something high for them that GameStop was giving even fairly recently. It's wild. So, so I, guess. I guess if you get, if you get a Wii, you, you're going to want Wii Sports. Like, you're going to want it as like, it's the standard, right? Yeah. I still have mine with my Wii laying around which has fan issues from back in Jersey uh, when I had it hooked up there. So uh, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, people people want different things to do, obviously. Wii Sports is... It's weird to think about that the Wii, Wii Sports is 14 years old already. That's so weird to think about that the Wii was still, like, in production up to, like, what, like, seven, was it seven she years ago?
1: 14 years old. It's totally smoking cigarettes behind, like, the water tower. We, I guess you would consider it almost retro to some people. Grabbing one of Dad's
0: beers and hiding it under his bed for, like, three days. We'll Sneaking in and getting that, that, that a nudie magazine, maybe, and trying to buy it from the... the trying the to game, go see an R-rated movie. movie. <laughs> I never got rejected from R-rated movies when I was, like, 15, 14 years old. I. I saw
1: Rats in theaters. That was and R, I, right? Yeah. and I'm not old. Like, I mean, well, I'm old, but I'm not like I was young when that movie came Asian. out. I was like 13 or 14 when that movie came out.
0: I got card for an R rated movie when I was 25. I Thought that was weird. Anyway, I was baby faced Johnny Depp, Pat. Anyway, so all right. Anything else to add? I just think this is kind of a kind of a weird, no, it's- surprising situation that people are even tracking this.
1: Not surprising, just interesting. I think you know, once you think about it, you're like, oh, that makes sense. It's like it's like Wii Sport, it's like we fit being,
0: you know, sold out everywhere. Makes do, you, sense. do you think a lot of this is people that lost their Wii Sports or are also buying a Wii for the first time maybe? I wonder I wonder I'd be, be interested to know. Good question. Could be both. Cuz most people would have their Wii Sports if they had their old Wii for sale, obviously. Now, okay, we're not done with this topic. I'm going to check what's the price of what's the price of a Wii going for on eBay. No, that's a Wii console minus U cuz we don't want all those crappy Wii U's uh, coming up here uh, for sale. My God, one hundred and twenty-four dollars. Buy it now. Twenty-nine sold, one left. Wow, one ninety with two steering wheels and Mario Kart.
1: I think a lot of it just happen. It comes from the fact that it's um, open bidding. Ian,
0: one seventy with a bundle with forty-five bids. What else, what's with it? Um, two two uh, Wiimotes. No games, two emotes, and the hookups one seventy with with an hour left. Holy shit, this is a thing! All of a sudden, that's crazy. Here is one that just got listed up for sixty. By now, they probably didn't realize that's going to be sold immediately. People are people are are getting uh, money for this. It looks like this is a thing again. I guess good. G- g- hey, the Wii is bringing family together again, Ian. There you go. Let's see what let's let's see some completed listings. Eighty bucks, buy it now. 185 went for with two controllers and two nunchucks on april 7th that's today when we're recording this uh some are going for 60 so i think some are probably getting listed immediately and bought because it said new listing it was bought today Um, so these are going for more than you think this is going to be a a thing ian that i think maybe even once you once everything gets gets back to normal this could be a thing for a while but the thing is that there's so many of these that people can start selling these and they're going to fulfill the demand yeah, you can't get a Switch? Get your Nintendo Wii, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, I just checked to make sure... I, I, I clicked through on this one just to make sure it wasn't, cr- like, insane. I mean, it is insane, Some are going
0: for less, but again, I think some of these are getting listed at whatever. Wii Sports,
1: bucks. two controllers, two nunchucks.
0: Yeah, 180. That's crazy. 110 for one in the uh, the, the black one, the newer one in the box. The, the black one get rid of the GameCube ports? I forget. Some no, of them not did. all of them. Not all of them got rid of it. Some did, though, right? Some. The very late, later ones did? It's good, It's good, for, and plus it's good for a GameCube as well. You get two consoles in one. I always forget about so that. So is
1: this free shipping? So 60, 70, 80,
0: here's one, here, 125 with nine games, free shipping. 105. That's probably the best deal because you get like nine games. With yeah, it. this 185 one is kind of nuts. There, there's a lot. There's, here's the the crappy red one for for 130 it went for with four games. The red one got no, rid of everything. No, this is all red... now.
1: I, feel, I mean, we're, we're, in a, we're in a strange time. the red one get rid of Wi-Fi? I think... Oh, they have Wi-Fi, <sighs> yeah. No, so this, have Wi-Fi. this little red one here. Yeah. Right here. That one. Doesn't have internet or doesn't have internet, uh, that's right. Doesn't have internet. No I don't internet. think it's got a memory card slot. Doesn't do GameCube. Honestly, what would you need the internet for in a Wii nowadays? What what can you- I can't I think I can't remember if there were any normal red ones that had GameCube stuff in them. I I would think no. Those were the last ones they made. I and thought. And then there was a sky
0: blue one too, and I can't remember if that had it in there, but I don't think so. Okay. Well, th- th- something's something's amiss. I wonder. In Amazon. Here's one that went for today for 128. A blue one, with we with We Resort. Eh, people are stuck at home, and it's something that people know. And keep your kids busy. Remember, remember, kids are home. There's no school happening in most of the U.S. So, yeah. You can be like, hey, Johnny. When I was 10, I played Wii Sports, and now 14 years later, I have a kid now that I can share it with, and now I'm so old thinking about that. Jesus. That's that, that. But that's a thing. That's an entirely different generation, yeah. 2020 to 2006, right there. That's pre-smartphone era. Here's one for 200 dollars that went with the uh, Wii Mario Kart. Uh, let's see, w- Game Party one and two, Sports Outdoor, whatever that is. Maybe there's cornhole with that. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, hey, get out your Wiis and sell them. Now's the time to cash in, I guess. You can fulfill the, you know, the, the, the demand of that. All right, Ian. We have a uh, Patreon poll topic. I need, how
1: do to, you? I need to write for the Patreon. You do. Uh,
0: Patreon.com <laughs> slash podcast. What do you see us doing there, Dean? Uh, I write. Uh, we do a poll topic every week. You do a monthly hangout, and you get the full video podcast. Yeah. You can see all our stumbling interactions uh, as, as soon as you want and all the transitions between. And some topics don't make it. Some, I should do that hangout this weekend. You should. Uh, and, but we had a mini topic last week that didn't even make it, the cut. Yeah, So you can watch us discuss. Should this be a topic? Yes or no. Things like that. All right, here's our poll topic for the week. In third place, these this never does well whenever I bring this up. Discuss the MCU movie schedule being pushed back and potential implications. 14%. No one cares. That's not coming back. In second place at 28%. Will we ever see another major console that is not Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft? 28%. It's fighting for dear life. And in the first place, EM discuss Gearbox pulling employee bonuses despite the success of Borderlands 3 so um
1: Gearbox Studios uh, makers of Borderlands I like that game I, I in, in theory but in practice um, I find it hard to keep up on anyways I also I, I, luckily it's easy to not support this company because Randy Pitchford the CEO appears to be a giant fucking douchebag um so, uh, last year when Borderlands 3 came out, uh, the, um, they were told, uh, employees were told that they would be getting, um, fairly significant bonuses, um, based upon the sales of Borderlands 3. Um, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. blah. Several Gearbox employees will talk to that. The company management promised them six-figure bonuses following the launch of Borderlands 3. Uh, The more years they'd been with the company, the larger the check. Uh, the visions of financial success helped Gearbox's developers get them through many long nights and weekends working on the game. Um, but just recently, uh, Gearbox boss Randy Pitchford told employees in a meeting that the bonus checks would be significantly significantly lower than they hoped, according to the people who were present. He said that the game had been more expensive than expected, the company had grown significantly larger than it had been in the past, and that their sales projections had been off base. Um, it now operates a second studio in Quebec, Canada so this is unfortunate Um, uh, you should never bank uh, on this sort of stuff before it's in hand um, but there was no reason to believe that Borderlands 3 would not be a big success and apparently it, it was a huge success um, now these people who were promised these these large bonuses aren't getting them and unfortunately it seems like some of them made some
0: financial plans based well, on them you left out the fact that according to the, this Kotaku article that they're paid low average what the oh, standard is yes, in, that's in, the re- big, in return yes. for the it, promise yeah, that's, that's our that's,
1: that's yes that's the big deal is so that yeah, if they, i'm
0: offered a lower salary salary i'm not happy about it but if hey if i get a bonus that makes up well for it i'm going to work at the studio then versus right. going somewhere else and making a, a, a bigger guarantee so they were paid lower rate
1: wages for the promise of something that they're no longer getting so basically they were paid shit to make this game
0: and then now you you, you Like, what did you work so hard for? You said, oh, I I can make maybe a $100,000 bonus. And now now it's not there anymore. Um, That's not a good way of doing business, obviously. Um, Before Gearbox could receive any royalties, let's see. The game has sold very well. We expect lifetime unit sales to be a record for the series, said Strauss Zelnick, CEO of 2K Parent Company Take-Two, on an earnings call in February, but it cost way too much to make. One large factor was a technology swap midway through development from the Unreal Engine 3 to Unreal Engine 4, which added a great deal of time to the project. In addition, before Gearbox could receive any royalties from publisher 2K, Borderlands 3 would have to recoup not just the game's entire budget, around $95 million, but also the budget for all DLC, uh, for a sum closer to $140 million, thanks to a contract that the two companies had signed. Pitchford also told Gearbox developers if, that if they weren't happy with the royalty system, they were welcome to quit, according to those who were in the meeting. He did not attribute the diminished bonuses to the coronavirus pandemic, which has led to economic uncertainty and pay cuts in many other fields. He did say that he hoped to get more money to employees as an advance from 2K on future royalties. Okay. Here's, here's the issue here. Management, if they knew that the cost was going to balloon on this, it, it was their responsibility to tell employees, hey, there's a chance that whatever, even if this game is success, your your check your check may not be what was promised, your your bonus. Right. At least you give these employees the option, at least they know what the hell they're working hard on, but then maybe they can explore, ex- give them the option to explore other options. Right. That would be the, ethic, the ethical, be thing, the to ethical thing to do. That would be the ethical thing to do, yes. If you didn't want to fuck over your employees uh, and, and, and be honest, because obviously this is a, you know, th- if it's not set in stone that you're, there's a, like a, a guaranteed uh, bonus based upon a set number, then this is almost like a handshake agreement that you got to let them know that, hey, this might... This might not be coming to fruition at the time. So, Gearbox sent over a little press statement that blah, 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 blah. Uh, in the most recent pay period, Gearbox talent enjoy, enjoyed news that Borderlands 3, having earned revenue exceeding the largest investment ever made by the company through the single so video game, officially become a pro- have officially become a profitable video game, and the talent at Gearbox that participates in the royalty bonus system has now earned their first royalty bonus on that profit. Additionally, a forecast update was given to the talent at Gearbox that p- participates in the. P- And the royalty bonus, that's to set expectations for the coming quarters. There you go. Setting expectations. That should have been done before. Yes. That should have been forecast six, seven... When did this come out? Like six months ago, this game? When did this this fucking Uh, come out?
1: Summer. June, July. Somewhere in there. August, July.
0: Yeah. Gearbox is a private company that does not issue forward looking statements to the public, but we do practice transparency within our own family. Apparently, you don't. Don't. Yeah, obviously not. Since we're, we're hearing about this, I think it's a big slap in the ass to people that... You got to find out, like, hey, where's my check? Oh, no, it's not happening because I guess the fiscal year for the company just ended. So they probably expect it now uh, by early April. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know what else to say, but that this is obviously bad business. Yeah. I, uh, and on Pitchford, top of that, Pitcher's name comes up
1: almost every year with something weird. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, Pitchford took a $12 million bonus in 2016. When development started on Borderlands three. The bonus did exist according to two people with knowledge of what happened, came out of the company's sixty, not the forty percent of the profits that were meant to go to employees, but
0: whatever. Still. Well, if he if he could do the right thing and pass some of that if he wants to, it's up to him. It's it's just slimy to, to uh Yeah, it's
1: very slimy.
0: It's slimy to to not let people know that, that, that they won't get their bonuses. I just never heard of a company doing that. It. Like it's a company wide thing, you've got to let people know.
1: And then being like if you're not happy with it, you can quit.
0: Well, it's like I w- I, maybe I would if I if I knew, right? If yeah, I knew was getting there, I, maybe I, would I wouldn't have. have
1: made the game that is currently making you rich. Had I known that I was going to get shafted, why
0: are they paying him twelve a twelve million dollar bonus, Randy Pitch? What is he doing that demands that sort of bonus? I, I'm just surprised that like obviously he's he's helping run the run the studio, but that's a fucking huge bonus. What's his salary then? Unless it's one of those things where your 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 bonus is a lot bigger than your salary because that's the way it's structured, but. Oh man, man! What was the thing with the USB drive that that someone remember the USB
1: drive story with him? That oh, there happened? was like porn. He left a USB drive somewhere, and there was porn on it. Allegedly,
0: at, like fucking medieval times or some shit like that. <laughs> and that was that was during a legal battle. That, oh, that happened a, a year ago. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that when it happened at the time. It was uh, definitely
1: on the docket. Whether or not we went through with it, we are probably know. just
0: like, "This is dumb," but we'll see. But anyway, there's lawsuits going on. Uh, with this, but either way, if I'm a, if I'm a if I'm a dev, I'm not sure I want to work at Gearbox after this. No, not at all. That me, sounds awful. Pay me a uh, pay me a good salary then. If you're going to stiff me on a bonus then, and I'll consider it. Man, it's it's a tough gig working in game dev. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's it's like something that's worse than working on a movie set. Working on a movie sets hard, but that's only like a few months. You know, you're in production. You're not working potentially like two three years on a project. You know, and 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 getting burnt out on it. Oh, man. All right okay all right we have a Q&A on the CU podcast this is from at Fred Gemus. how do you think the
1: current health crisis will affect the collector market for retro video games
0: so you're forcing me the answer first when you yeah, get a better yeah. perspective on it you're a collector okay um, I'm a retailer yeah but you deal with collectors too um, I don't know I'm not going to pretend to know the answer to this this is going to be a very telling time because, obviously, there are collectors that some play and some don't. Um, if there are people that look at their games and Aaron are like, well, if I, if I don't have a job anymore, I need some income, I'm going to look to dump some of my games. Then, obviously, it's the prices could potentially go down if they're looking to dump their games. If, Ian, again, they're willing to take an acceptable loss. Sure. Remember the, the, the adage you hate about, I, want, I just want to get what I put in. Yeah. You may not be able to do that with collectibles. And that's something we always caution against, or right. anything for that matter. I remember my cousin had a fucking, what the hell was his shitty car he had? They stopped making the car a few years after he had it. He had this shitty car that he souped up and put like, it was like a $15,000 car from the late 90s. He put over $20,000 into Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> the audio and the lights on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a crappy car um, that he souped up. But he loved it. It was one of those cars with, like, the oversized... Like, I got I wish I'd remember the name on it. You would laugh when I told you. Um, and then he ended up selling the whole car for, like, $11,000. You know, like, so he put, in theory, like, 35000 into this car, and he got back, like, what $11,000. I think, being that he's a dumbass, I don't care if he hears this, I think he ended up selling the car... To the guy who put who who he paid to work on the, a lot of the stuff for the car, so like he lost money like eighteen different ways. Oh my god! Just a dumbass, <laughs> Dennis. What the hell are you thinking with that? Anyway, so anyway, so the point is this: is that if, if I'm a collector, um, I might be looking to dump all my stuff, which which you know if you're doing open auctions maybe then the prices on some of this stuff goes down maybe a little Samson price which I'll look up maybe that'll go down if if even 30 the 40 collectors p- decide to put theirs up at the same time i don't know it's a tough thing uh, to know about if i'm a collector that still has a job right now and has income maybe i'm looking to score a deal on a game and this is where I'm going to look it's it's going to be a buyer's market right now in my in my in my opinion if we're dealing with pure collectors however if people are stuck in maybe they want to buy uh, an NES and, and play it more maybe they want to buy a retro gaming console and buy some games for it but we are in the era of you know the Sega Genesis Mini and the Playstation Mini and the Super Nintendo Mini and the NES Mini and I would just argue that most casual people would just buy one of those and be happy buying one of those and playing those 60 or, or whatever those 50 games on the Graphics Mini what have you and just be happy doing that versus that I mean I'm looking at Eevee right now people are still trying to get $1500 for a Little Samson best of luck Uh, And doing that Condolences 1524 So last time I looked I don't think it was that high 1649 Uh, Someone wants a thousand For one with a ripped label That ain't happening Uh, I don't think right now In this market I think that those days Are are, are behind us So again I I think it's going to depend upon We're still very early We're still only like Some parts of the country Aren't even fully locked down Uh, There's still a few states For some reason Still struggling with this But most of the country has Has been locked down For about two and a half weeks now three weeks we're still fairly early I, we're not going to get into the potential desperation part right now where people won't have to offload uh their stuff uh by the way two little Samsung went for 850 dollars. sold out of mexico says they're authentic uh, with board picks so maybe that's gonna you know bring the price down oh one went for 1200 dollars But that was March 24th. Again, from Mexico? I guess they found a stash in Mexico that happened with the South American Dinosaur Peak stuff. That's where I got mine from. I think a lot of them came from Chile for some reason. They all just dumped them down. Put them down the way, South America. Send them to Chile for some reason. We don't want these Flintstone games here. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so so again, this is going to be a push and pull between will people be willing to give up their quote-unquote investment in order to get some money versus versus just being willing to accept whatever. Maybe some people will be willing to, maybe, maybe they spend a thousand bucks. If I need the money, I'll sell my little Samsung for, for five, six hundred bucks and sell it maybe fairly easily to a collector or to even a, a retailer that could potentially get more. for. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Ian? Um, I, think it's,
1: I think it's hard to say. It's early to say. Um, you know, I think that currently, you know, barring any need for, for cash, it seems like people would probably be more interested in holding on to their collections right now in a time where they could actually maybe use them um, for something, you know, passing the time. Um, but I do think that for a lot of people, if this continues, uh, you know, if, if... Not to make this political, but if, uh, you know, the government doesn't get shit together, if, if, if rent and stuff isn't frozen, sure, um, you know, if if... if, if You know, two months from now, things are still looking uncertain. Uh, I could see the video games being the first thing to go for a lot of people when it comes time to making money. And, um,. That will bring the price down if, if 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 a lot of people start offloading stuff at once. Sure. Um, however, right now though, I think you know collectors that are working are probably you know using this opportunity to add more to the to the to their collection. You know, I mean, there's not cool. much else going on. Even if you are still working, um, you know, unless you're like front lines healthcare, uh, you know, there's nothing to do on your time off. So, I, it, to me, it would make sense that you would focus more on your hobbies. I I I could see collecting. You know. I could see interest in it jumping up, at least in the short term. And then, uh, you know, I think that the short term, the short term response to it is going
0: to be different than the long term response. Sure. How do you judge? Would you judge this by looking at the standards like a Mario Kart 64 where people might buy that more because... It's, no, I wouldn't. Com- look,
1: I, well, I mean, that's that's one right now that if anything is probably going to be selling for slightly more than it I, usually goes for. I just for, looked it
0: up. Because... Um, let's let's see. It's a popular title so my, people might buy that, be like, oh, I gotta. I gotta, may I have my? I still have my college N64. I want to get Mario Kart again to play it. And I'm home with the kids, four players, bringing family together, four controllers that can play Mario Kart for yeah. something inexpensive. Right. Mario Kart, and the reason I say that is because Mario Kart is one that's not too, too old and people will still play it and have fun. And again, parents would have it right now for their kids, which is, again, depressing me because we're old. Um, so right now, a loose Mario Kart the peak of it overall it looks like was December two thousand sixteen, forty seven dollars. And then it it went back forty two dollars a year ago, went down during the year to wow, it dropped to twenty three dollars in August. It's slowly come back up this year. January was thirty two, February thirty one, March thirty six fifty, April it's at forty dollars so far. So that's definitely that's a significant that's Pat man that's a twenty five percent increase yeah, in a big. in a few months.
1: All of these all of these very popular games are going to immediately be more expensive right now.
0: Give me I, like a GameCube one. That could be one that could be collectible, like like a Mario Party. I was gonna say just look at look up a
1: Mario Party five Th- or something. Okay, Mario Party five. I don't know which one on there is supposed to be the best one.
0: Mario Party five. GameCube. Um eh, it's been fairly steady. It's gone up a little bit though. It went up to thirty eight twenty eight for I guess that's complete and check packed- uh right? check a Smash Brothers melee. Smash. Well, that one's a weird one because that's one that has always been expensive. popular, right? Yeah, but I'll check it. Um, loose uh, right now, it's forty for disc, and then complete it's fifty. That's it's been about that for this. Actually, it's, not right. it's, it's actually gone down. Uh, loose it it peaked in December two thousand fifteen at sixty five dollars. I guess when the, the yeah. when the tournament stuff start, started happening more, um, now it's about forty. Uh, but complete, let me click on complete. How I click on complete on price starting here complete it's it's actually it went down to 35 in july of last year and now it's come back up to 50 so now it'll be interesting to see in a couple of months what's what, what would be a good nes one to check that isn't too too rare contra that's always my one of choice that's common but that's always a popular one to check i'd say contra or maybe uh contra went down I was, again everything peaked in summer 2016 for a lot of these retro consoles we know that it was $48 in June 2016 that's insane it's not and it came back down to earth and it let's see last a year ago it was at $20 which to me is more reasonable it's set at $20 the whole year for christmas it went up to 25 now it's at 24 so it stayed around 24 It went up a, back a little bit there definitely was a correction that happened i think i this. think in a
1: month's time there will be more visible We'll be able to see if, yeah. like, people
0: are selling their Dinosaur Peaks and Little Sampsons and things like that. Um, also, just to
1: see if people have settled into, you know, sitting around and playing games and, you know, there'll be more data for the more popular stuff that people buy.
0: Mario Parties, Mario Karts. So looking like GameCube era N64, mm-hmm. maybe. Even Super Nintendo might be too old for it.
1: Nah. I, I think Super Nintendo and Nintendo at this point are getting too old. I have a feeling that most of the people who are in their 20s or young adults that are looking to sit around and play games are probably looking... I'm going to guess GameCube Wii on 64.
0: Let me look up Mario Sunshine. That could be an
1: interesting one, right? To sort of test. Mario Sunshine has gone up in price, I think. But I think that's just... That's going to be a tough one because oh. that, that game's been going up in price overall. Yeah, but
0: it went up a lot. That's yeah. a good I'm glad I chose that one. What's it at, like 60? Um, 45 for loose. Wow. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. That one's... At Christmas... Well, Christmas, it always goes up a little bit. It we'll just say a year ago. A year ago that was at thank God for price charting. A year ago April it was at forty five. And I just shot up from that Christmas that where loose it was or Complete. Okay. Now it's at fifty five. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we used to sell it for forty and I think we just bumped it to fifty. Wow. Yeah. So that's like obviously the Super Mario Brothers of the, the GameCube, so that's gonna yeah. be popular for that. I played a little bit, I don't remember playing a lot. I should look I should play some GameCube is probably the one Nintendo system I played the least out of all of them. I should probably play some GameCube. It's a good system. In case of new a future book. But I should I should I should look into it. Plus the library's not too big, right? It's a few hundred. It's not massive. Right. Anyway, I think that's an interesting one. GameCube era N64, I think, will be what to look out for here in terms of like the common games to see how much they go up. Um, but again for collectibles, ooh, ooh, Dinosaur Peak. I'm almost like afraid to look to see where that's at but let me see Dinosaur Peak oh people are trying to get 650 and $850 our best offer uh oh have we finally seen the decline 710 700 552 GameCube games in North America that many really surprised really surprised at that so like almost double N64 kind of yeah. shocked by that the you know, there, was was a, there was
1: a lot of multi-platform system stuff on there oh that's true and that I mean after the N64 that I
0: mean it wasn't like a got more third party it
1: wasn't stuff. back to yeah it wasn't back to the, the way they used to be but there was plenty there was a lot more third party on that
0: alright I'll just one last thing I'm gonna check for peak soul prices because right now they're they're being listed as, unless it's a fake label is this a fake label for six fifty your best offer oh, reproduction label these fuck you assholes with reproduction labels I swear to god it makes it hard for me to like see what what the actual sales are going for uh at that point here uh where's completed listings here uh here completed completed items for a dinosaur uh nine hundred dollars for flintstones 565 is that a is that a repro label that's a low one if that's not a repro label Oh no, that's a real one! Wow, five sixty-five with eighteen bids. That's March eleventh. That's before all this. Wow. Okay. But one sold for eleven hundred. That was February eighth. I think we're done with these high-priced Flintstones and, and Little Samson. I think we're done. I mean, I'm saying it for two years. I I, I haven't seen them sell surely really, uh, at this point. Thousand bucks for one in January. Okay. Well, we're gonna well, maybe we'll, we'll see where we are in a month because I don't think we'll be back to work in a month. I think we're. And Pat's professional, non-professional opinion, I think we're going to look at, see where we are in early June before we decide. Before we're, where we're going? Before we, we decide we're going to get back to work, yeah. Yeah. And with sports and Well, things. I
1: was just reading a forecast that said that, uh, basically that was, CNN keeps freezing. Um, basically, I was reading one that said that uh, with social distancing and self-isolation continuing as it is, does if it were to continue to August, they would reduce the number of deaths in the U.S. from like a one th- a projection of one hundred thousand to like eighty two thousand or something like that. Sure, and the number of beds needed would drop as well. It's
0: working though. It's working. working.
1: Yes, and it, it drives me nuts that there are people who are like, "Where's the problem? Where's the problem?" It's
0: like, oh, no, it's working. If we weren't doing Do this, this it would right. be, every fucking state would have New York City problems. New York exactly. City is a disaster right now because their dumb uh, mayor De Blasio didn't uh, react quick enough and even one week was all she wrote uh, by doing it fucking idiot yeah we, we'd have a New York City and every every San Diego would be in New York City LA would be in New York City right now if we weren't doing this that's uh, just the bottom line
1: Vonnie said she was looking at something that was like trying to like track people's movement it's creepy but by their phone but like looking at like cell phone movement and signals and whatnot it looked like San Diego was doing exceptionally well in terms of people staying put uh-huh compared I, to like other cities i heard but like if, if you look in the southeast like florida and whatnot like people are around. constantly moving around
0: i heard something creepy but from a semi-reliable source obviously take take, take this out. this isn't conspiracy theories but uh, according to the data i forget it was some chinese app data that there's a lot less users than usual obviously china has not been uh, entirely forthright with what's happening that it could be a lot worse there, we don't know oh yeah a lot more deaths. They're, they're trying to not, you know, they, they don't want to be worse than the U.S. In this case, it's like, well, the reality is going to come out at some point if you're lying about massive people's, you know, deaths. It's, you can't, sure. it's not going to be a secret forever. I'm not, I'm not saying for sure. I'm just saying that's something I heard. Like, they're starting to look at stuff like that, like the app, like the same thing. Like, how many people are using these apps? It shouldn't go down precipitously. And, and it has for whatever it was. But, again, I don't want to be propagandist, but that's something I just heard. Take it with a grain of salt. We're still in the very, very early days of this, unfortunately. And uh, we're going to be here for at least a couple more months. But the good news is that it seems to be plateauing a little bit in some countries. And the worst might be behind. But that doesn't mean that there's so many, not going to be a fucking... The plateau just means the bad period isn't getting worse. That's all it means. Yeah. That's all it means. It's still a bad period. It's just not getting worse anymore. you got to ride out the, the, the that crest still. But apparently that's what's kind of hopefully happening in Spain and Italy right now. Um and we're, we're like we're like a week a week and a half behind them overall, depending upon the area here. So, but we're doing okay in California. We're not adding as many cases versus our population that we should. It's kind of mirac- miraculous when you look at our statistics. Uh, if you guys want to look at this stuff, uh, I use Worldometers.info. That's a pretty reliable one. Um, they update like hourly, if not more, on all the stuff going on there. So, anyway, sorry we got on a tangent, but this is this is our lives now. This yeah. is the reality. So. This is what we do. This is what we do. What we do. This is what we do here. So anyway, that's our, that's our CEO podcast, Ian.
1: That's it. I'm gonna go get my meds from the pharmacy, and then I'm gonna go home and write for the podcast, and then I'm gonna well, for the
0: Patreon. You're you're a writer for the podcast. That'd be funny. I'm you, gonna
1: eat something.
0: You'd be my Jackie Martin. You, you'd give me lines to say <sighs> in the podcast. Slip me notes like I'm Howard Stern. That's good one, Ian. Sam, that's that. All right, bye everyone. All right, we'll We'll see you in a week. Stay safe out there.